Zena! <laughs> Jinx, hi! <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am fantastic. I'm thinking we should probably explain to people what's going on. I uh, I had this idea. Wouldn't it be cool if uh, a few different awesome people came on to guest host an episode of Scream Addicts? And, you know, like four people jumped to mind immediately. Uh, well, uh, like three people jumped to mind immediately, I guess. And uh, and you, you were the very first person I reached out to. And now you are our very first guest host. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for doing this. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I'm honestly, I'm super excited and I'm just happy that you even thought about me. Oh, of course. Of course. And can I ask, uh, can you tell us a bit about your episode? Of course. So we are going to be talking about Bones. I'm not too sure if you ever checked that movie out from the early 2000s. I did. I did. I like it. You know, I like it too. And I invited Jay from Jay Movie Podcast to come on to talk to me, you know, about it as well, because I know that he enjoys it. But I usually hear from other people that they kind of hate the movie. (laughs) So um, we both kind of share the love for that movie. And we kind of just spoke about just like the our favorite different scenes and if there was room or not for there to be like an expanding story cuz i always thought that there could possibly be like a sequel yeah 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 he's he seems like a character who very much could have been iconic but maybe due to the fact that the movie maybe didn't do so well that never happened but i would i would be open for a bone sequel Right. Me too. So, but yeah, we kind of just dive into that. And, you know, there's also, you know, it, it kind of has like a comedic tone as well. So we kind of touch on some funny parts as well. Awesome. Well, hey, I've already listened to the conversation. I loved it. And now I can't wait for people to hear it. So with all that said, thank you so much. And uh, on with the show. The legend of Jimmy Bones, sharp as nails, tough as stones. This ain't based on no true story. This the real motherfucker. over 20 years after his death by gunshot jimmy bones comes back as a ghost to wreak revenge on those who killed him and to clean up his neighborhood Hey guys, and welcome back to Scream Addicts. I'm your guest host, Zena, real queen of horror, filling in for Jinx. And that was Jay Giles talking about Ernest Dickerson's Bones. This movie was released October 24th, 2001. So October, it'll actually be 18 years old. Isn't that pretty cool? Anyway, uh, the awesome Jay Giles of Jay Movie Talk podcast is my co-host for this episode. Jay's podcast, the uh, Jay's Movie Talk podcast discusses all things movies and entertainment related. Okay. Well, Jay, thank you so much for coming on. Well, 
I feel very honored to be your guest for this. Um, thanks for having me, and thanks for thinking of me, actually. What? Of um, course. Yeah. Of course. I love talking movies with you, and um, I'm really excited that you picked this movie. I know that this movie does not always receive a lot of love. So um, just before we even dive into it, I kind of want to just, you know, pick your brain on it. What okay. made you choose this movie? Well, um, actually, the reason why I chose this movie is, well, one of the reasons is because of what you just said. That it, it's one that doesn't really get talked about a lot. And that's kind of, I mean, that's what I do a lot of times with movie talk is where I'll pick a movie that you don't really hear people talk too much about and everything. And the other reason, too, is that when I watched um, Horror Noir, you know, the documentary yes. and everything, and when they talked about this, I was like, you know, it's been a while since I've seen Bones. I haven't seen it in a while. So when you asked me about, you know, doing this or whatnot, I was, for some reason, that's the movie that, you know, came to mind first. Talk about Bones. Right. So that's that's kind of the reason why, you know, because it's an interesting movie. And like I said, we're going to get into it. So. Yeah, I think that's is is it deserves to be talked, especially the fact that eighteen years, you know, right? You know, going to be October. So. That's crazy. Uh, were you someone who uh, checked this movie out in theaters? I did not see it in theaters, actually, but I know you're going to laugh when I say this. So, you know, once upon a time, back when uh, BT would show movies and everything, <laughs> this was one of those movies that would get shown on there. And, uh, I mean, you know, back when BT was good, you know, before it went to where it is now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I used to watch it on there quite a bit. So. Okay. No, that, that's really cool. You know, I, re- I remember when this was actually in theaters. And, um, but I actually did not go to go check it out. You know, I remember I was going through my, um, obviously I I was always watching movies and stuff like that. I think I was probably 13 or 14, you know, and I remember Mm -hmm. one of my sisters, she actually went to the theaters to check it out. She really enjoyed it. But, um, and I, the funny thing is I know that this movie came out probably like, I think like the same week that 13 ghosts came out so that's really cool so it's just like i don't really know um why i didn't go see any of the movies in theaters to be honest with you you know i kind of regret it because i I wish i could have experienced it in the theaters you know yeah it's crazy like that like some movies that you see you know either when it you know it was on tv for the first time or you see it years later you'd be like Wow, why didn't I see that movie theater when it came out it would have been a cool experience to see it on the big screen absolutely So I'm just kind of curious. Do you have a favorite black exploitation movie? It could be horror or action or. Uh, I mean, well, I haven't seen like too too many black exploitation films. I mean, whenever you think of black exploitation, for some reason, uh, I don't know about you, but when I think of black exploitation, the first movie that always comes to mind is freaking Dolomite. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> for all the wrong reasons really but um i mean if i had to pick like of the ones i have seen i probably i mean the go-to probably had to be shaft okay it, it, it would have to be but i mean there are some really good ones out there um and everything especially like some of the ones with fred williamson and you know things of that nature right. um now as far as horror black exploitation you know now you're probably gonna beat me up about this, but you know I've never seen uh, Blackula. Oh well, no, no, not at all. I just I I think that you should check it out. I think well, that I mean, you'll enjoy after, it. 
after watch, like I say, after watching Horror in the World, that's kind of like some of the movies on there that I had never seen, like um, Gan- you know, Ganja and Hess. I had never seen that, mm-hmm. and I actually got a chance to watch it. And I was like, wow, this is a different type of movie, and right. how it came out at that time, and everything like that. And it, it kind of gets lumped into the black exploitation, but it's not a black exploitation movie. It, it's really not. It's, that's a that movie was like years ahead of its time. I yeah. agree. I think that that's just something else. I don't. It's it's within its own genre. Yeah, and I mean, seeing Dwayne Jones for one in color, I mean, you know what, now, because anytime people, you know, we see Dwayne Jones, you always see Night of the Living Dead in black mm-hmm. and white, so, mm-hmm. you know, seeing him in cl- color or whatnot, it's kind of like, hmm, okay, <laughs> you know, whatnot, especially when you've seen the black and white film for so long, but, uh, yeah, that's a different type of movie, but, I mean, there are some that I do plan on checking out, and I'm, like, slowly getting around to a lot of them. Okay, well, Something I was thinking, um, I know that we talked about many times because Jay and I, for those who are listening and stuff like that, we have done a lot of podcasts together. We love talking movies. That's just something that we do. And I remember with one of our uh, podcasts, I think I was a guest on yours, um, Jay's movie podcast, we had a discussion on Death by Temptation. And, um, you know, I I absolutely love that movie. So I would say that that's probably one of my favorite black exploitation movies, along with J.D.'s Revenge. And I mean, honestly, Sugar Hill is everything. I don't know if you had a chance to ever check that movie out. No, I haven't seen Sugar Hill yet. That's that's on the list. And um, by the way, just a quick question. Dead by Temptation is actually yours, not mine. Oh, Okay, yeah. you don't have to yell, Jay. <laughs> since you want to get technical, no, well, but no, yeah, no, because I don't, I don't want people, you know, they go looking on my, oh, I'm my go on you know, look like where's the Okay, well, I lied. Okay, <laughs> my apologies, but yeah, um, Death by Temptation. We we spoke about that, and we I think that's like a whole like hour discussion. We we, yeah. we went really we were really detailed with that one, <laughs> and um, oh, another one I think that you would enjoy. I don't know if people consider this. Consider this one a black exploitation. Um, it is action. It is horror. It, there's a little bit of mystery. Um, it's called The House on Skull Mountain. Hmm, okay. And um, it's it was made like in the 70s, maybe 1974, I want to say. Um, it's like a made-for-TV movie. And this is one that has like low ratings. But I actually really like it, you know. Um, it's basically a just just about this woman who's she's known as a voodoo queen and she actually has this gorgeous like um, mansion t- type of house that sits on top of a mountain that looks like a skull and she's pretty much on her on her deathbed and then her family has to come out to see her and you know they never met each other before and but basically they just have to fight off this kind of like voodoo curse and I think it's really cool so okay it's another uh, movie like made for. Oh, definitely. I, I think it might be. I forgot how I watched it. I think I, I saw it on TV one time. I don't really know. I think at one point it, it was on YouTube because, you know, I remember telling you this like plenty of times when I watched like those made for TV movies. Mm-hmm. I um either I, I would obviously quote it on TV or um it's on YouTube. You know, so there there are some nights when I can't sleep. I just kind of just search for movies to watch. And that was um, one of the movies that I came across. Which actually is how I watched um, Bones, matter of fact. Nice. On YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So going back into Bones, you know, um, I'm really happy again that we're talking about this movie. Um, so just so we're, we're starting off, 
Um, how would you describe this movie to people who may not have seen this one before? Well, I mean, it's it, it kind of fits into the black sportation genre, but for more of a modern, you know, era, age, mm-hmm. or whatnot, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, because it has a lot of social commentary in it. Um, even though it, a lot of it is not really like in your face, but there's certain scenes and like lines that, you know, you're like, Hmm, okay. Yeah. It, it, that is like a conscious, you know, type of thought, especially dealing with, you know, the different neighborhoods and, you know, especially, I mean, we'll talk about Clifton Powell in this as well, but he, he said something about how he had to fight to get out of that neighborhood. And then he, mm-hmm. you know, to, I didn't want you to live in that neighborhood, but there you are, you know, they go back into the neighborhood that he wanted to so get away from. And then of course, with the, you know, the interracial family and everything like that. So it has that aspect to it. Then also, too, it is a horror film, especially dealing with the supernatural, you know, things of that nature. Um, but it it has a little bit of everything in it. Um, and, I mean, it has Snoop Dogg as the main character, which I know most people, they would look at it and laugh at it. But I actually think Snoop did a good job in this movie, mm-hmm. really. But, yeah, I mean, if I had to describe it to anyone who hasn't seen it, it, it's, it has a little bit of everything. And don't take it too seriously. Right. I would say. Yeah. I I agree with you. Like, I feel like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to take it all the way back. So, you know, back in 1979, Snoop Dogg, you know, he plays his character named Jimmy Bones. And back then in the, you know, 79, he was basically like everything. He was that man of his neighborhood. Like everybody loved him and just respected him. And, you know, it's just something as a viewer, we all just immediately saw he was just classy. He he owned his own nightclub. And, yeah, he was dressed kind of like a pimp. But you know what? <laughs> he's he's a good guy. You know what I mean? And he has a beautiful woman on his arm. That's, that's Pam Greer. Who's, she plays uh, Pearl. And, you know, unfortunately, um he is a good guy, but and even though all he wants, well, that's not unfortunate. <laughs> He's a good guy, but and all he wants to do is just, you know, run his businesses and, you know, take care or take care of his um his people, the people in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, he is pretty much murdered by the people who who someone who he thought he could trust. I mean, I don't want to fully give it away. I know that this movie is 18 years old, but you know, I highly encourage people to at least check this movie out once. Um, but then jumping 20 years into the future, we meet like a whole new group of, um, people. These are like 20 something year olds. And basically they're kind of like middle class, you know, they kind of have some money and they basically want to open up their own club. And it just so happens to be at the building where bones, where he was murdered and, um, you know, basically they kind of want to give back to the community. So kind of like how Jay just uh, mentioned earlier, Clifton Powell's character, Jeremiah, uh, basically um, one of his sons, you know, um, well, his only son, basically opens up his own business, you know, basically wanted to give back to that community. So the thing is about this movie, you know, I... I it's unfortunate that this movie gets trashed so much, you know, obviously not just only by, um, 
you know, back then when people like, I don't really know how people felt back then when they watched the movie. Um, I don't know if it was, you know, getting like terrible reviews or anything like that. But even if you were to check Rotten Tomatoes or just any type of reviewing, like a lot of reviewing sites, they kind of like in a way bashed it, you know? Um, yeah. but I have to say, I'm, I think that maybe people didn't fully understand it. I'm not saying that this movie is perfect or that it's the best thing ever and that, you know, it should win awards. I do feel that there are people who do not quite understand it because kind of like what you said, Jay, um, earlier, basically is that this is the type of movie that you should not take serious. You know, I would even label this movie a comedy horror because there are so many ridiculous over the top <laughs> funny yes. stuff and it's but especially it's, especially with uh ricky harris character <laughs> <laughs> he just he, oh he makes and, me laugh uh, like oh call her snowflake and, and, it's, and it's unfortunate that he passed away a few years right back that's so unfortunate like yeah. man i just wow that's really sad but you know but with that i feel like you know I, I just found this movie to be so entertaining and there are actually even some creepy parts to it. But at the same yeah. time, it is a fun, over the top, campy horror movie. Now, I don't feel like Snoop is the best actor, but at the same time, I felt like he did an OK job. And honestly, what I find surprising is that the fact that, you know, this this movie had a very high budget, you know, mm-hmm. I, I felt. And it's just like, why not have a franchise you know i feel like this movie as an example like i know that they're remaking so many movies and i know people are always yelling screaming from the rooftops how they don't want any more remakes <laughs> well okay well let me just uh, cut in there um so i mean i'm one of those people who says that but <laughs> my whole thinking is stop remaking things that worked Remake right. something that didn't necessarily work, and you want to try to improve on that. Mm-hmm. Stop, you know, something that made you know millions of dollars has a franchise and everything that is a household name. Stop remaking that. Right, right. Even though now I say that, but at the same time, I am I did like the Halloween re uh, the new Halloween. Oh remake. yeah, <laughs> and. I well remake sequel whatever you want to call it and I'm looking forward to see how they're gonna you know do this new timeline trilogy whatever the heck they want to call it but at the same time that's more of a continuum because you know it took place after the first film they just kind of said ah part two four you know on didn't happen <laughs> you know what right but it's still a continuance of the original it's not like a wholehearted remake. But I'm I'm one of those people. Stop remaking things that worked. Right. Remake things that didn't necessarily work. Okay. You know what I mean? And just improve upon that. So all right, that's that's a good point. You know, with with this movie, I could definitely see it being a great um, remake, potentially even a franchise. Um, mm-hmm. Because I I can I can because especially with with a remake I would actually love to see a remake because I feel like with this one there's a lot of things in it that's dated, but at the same yeah. time there are a lot of things that are going on throughout this movie that's still relatable today, and they can actually expand more on it. And just the fact as an example, you know, with the character Jimmy Bones, you know, he kind of wants to go out and he even states it that he want he has to handle some revenge stuff, right? So with that being said, it's kind of like I love the fact that 
there's a killer you know he, he's basically someone who's going around you know getting revenge slightly a spoiler but you know what i sympathized with him you know and i know this sounds really terrible and i'm sorry i was rooting for him jay <laughs> because well, I, was, I mean you, you, you kind of have to because right? it's a it's a tragic story i mean he was killed for really no good reason when you know when they show that because they do show you know how he was killed when you when you watch that scene and think about it i mean there was no reason for him to be killed just for the fact that they were greedy people and they were upset that he wasn't going along with basically you know um trying to destroy the community because the whole thing was about you know bringing in drugs and Mm -hmm. I, from, from what I got of that, Jimmy wasn't involved with drugs. He he ran numbers, you know, and things like that. He probably was a pimp, so probably was some prostitution. But you know, <laughs> but he 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 wasn't he wasn't destroying the community with drugs. You never right. got that impression. So basically, the influx of drugs and everything, and people being greedy, mm-hmm. is what got him. Is why he was killed, and it was covered up. So. Right. You know, so you do feel for him and everything. You do root for him when, you know, he starts, you know, getting his revenge on people. Right. And it's like, you know, even you, again, you just sympathize with him. You care for him. And again, you're rooting for him. And, you know, watching him even go after people, to be honest with you, it was entertaining. And then also just seeing his his connection um, with Pam Greer, it's just like, it's wow. Like, I really want you guys to be happily ever after, you know? Um, another thing is, you know, I know like the fact that looking at the blood as an example in this movie, it looked super duper fake, but I think that they did that on purpose because, you know, it, it seemed very seventies, very black exploitation ish. Yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I'm sure that that was done on purpose. And then, you know, even something else, I really love the fact that, there are a lot of dark gothic type of um tones throughout the movie and i i love that you know even though it's modern but then you still get that piece like Mm -hmm. it's very classy so it's just like like the cinematography overall i feel like looks great you know i mean we 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 have to talk about you know the fact that it's directed by ernest dickerson right who I feel is vastly underrated mm-hmm. as a director. I agree. Um, and he, he, I mean, he started out as a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he know how to place the camera and everything. So it, it's just, it, I, I would say this, that it's probably a better directed movie than acted movie. Even though, like I said, I'm not saying that the acting is bad, but you know, those themes like you mentioned about the gothic and, and everything and just how it's shot, it just mm-hmm. adds more to the film. Right. Really. And then even with the, the funny scenes, it's it's kinda like a a little bit of, you know, th- that humor in there, it kinda just like relieves like the tension. So it still works, you know. Um like I don't know about you, but like okay, even looking at the way they styled Snoop Dogg, first off, his hair, like what wow, the you, flowing you, of his hair. You know, you know who he who, who he kind of looked like, and, and I don't know. Maybe it's because I am a wrestling fan or whatnot. But I was like, 
He looks like the Undertaker. He does. He does. <laughs> he, like like, black, he look like the black version of Undertaker mixed with um, Hugh Jackman's uh, Van Helsing. But it, but it, and it worked, you know, like yeah, they, they, they just pretty much modern him. I felt like that was 2001 hip hop type of style, you yep. know, and it just, it worked back then. And I feel like, you know, there's a little, it, it reminded me even partly of Blade. I know Blade was a couple of years earlier, yep. but you know, it, and that's what I mean with that, where it's just like, I just, I I really wanted them to expand on that story. Like I was really rooting for a sequel. You know, I personally don't feel like it's too late. You know, I know I that mean, it's been like can, eighteen years. Okay. I mean, you can, you, look, you can still get Snoop to play Jimmy Bones, and I mean Bianca Lawson. I mean, she, she looks never literally aged. the same. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but what's funny about it? You know, she was actually born in nineteen seventy nine. That's crazy. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It, Especially, I mean, we'll talk about it, but the ending of the film, because I have a lot of thoughts about that. But, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, you could, you could, it, it, but if you couldn't get Snoop, that's what I want to ask you. If you couldn't get Snoop, who who could you see playing Jimmy Bone? Man, oh my gosh, I don't know, I don't know. Like, there's, I feel like there's a lot of new actors. Um, I don't know right now. I'm wondering if they would want to do the rapper route again, or yeah. would it be a Donald Glover? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why that made okay, you. Well, well, you said Donald Glover, but maybe not Donald Glover. But what about uh, Lakeith Stanfield? Oh, he could. He would be perfect. So, I was yeah, even I mean, going to bring up. Um, what about? Um, Anthony Mackie. Well, I mean, I he's, he's wrapped up in enough. Marvel, so I don't think uh, yeah. he'd be, you know, <laughs> I don't think he would be doing anything like this. But, uh, I mean, if, if if he wasn't Falcon America, I say that because, you know, he got the shit. Wait, 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 spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen uh, Avengers Endgame. You know, he got the shield. <laughs> uh, so he's like, I call him Falcon America, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, if, if he wasn't, you know, like, in that or whatnot, I could see him, may, well, maybe not necessarily Jimmy Bones, but I could see him probably being in the movie mm-hmm. or what. Or but, maybe we could even, because I feel like, honestly, I think that Snoop could still do it. But at yeah. the same time, um, if not him, mm, mm. like, I'm just wondering also how young would we want to go? What about, I mean, I, I know he's probably, maybe he's, I think he's around our age. Um, Tyler James Williams. Everybody hates Chris. Uh, you know, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he was good on his stint on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Even though I, 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 I didn't like how they killed him off or whatnot. But, um, but I, I don't know. I, I just couldn't see him. I would all... It, I would always see him as Chris. Everybody has Chris. <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't take him seriously. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm wondering if if it's not Snoop, to be honest with you, I'd rather just have someone new. You yeah, know? it has to be like a new actor or somebody. So, um, or I don't even know how they would even do like a sequel because even with, um, like when you even think about it, with Bianca Lawson's character, 
Yeah. Some, I mean, I don't want to give away the spoiler, but it, it just seemed like there there was room, you know. Or, I mean, well, with, without spoiling the ending, I mean, she could be the, you know, the main mm-hmm. character in a way. I agree. So, yeah. Especially yeah. the fact that she don't age. So. That's crazy. Like, she looks exactly the same since, like, Save the Last well, Dance. Or... Well, you, well, you know she's she basically been playing 16 for, like, 20 years, basically. That's so, so. awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think her on uh, Queen Sugar is like she's finally playing her actual age. <laughs> for a long time, she was playing, like, 16, 17 for, like, uh, for, like over 10 years, basically. That's so cool, though. Yeah, I mean, hey, well, you know, when you take care of yourself, and, like they say, black don't crack. So. <laughs> right. so, do you have like a favorite character? Uh let's see. Taking away Jimmy Bones, it, just for the sheer comedy that he brings, I had to go with Ricky Harris as Eddie <laughs> Mack, <laughs> just because you know it's just priceless with some of the stuff that he said, how he, and then of course him with that damn. With their hair and because I guess he's supposed to be a pimp or whatever, and you know he got the young white girl or whatnot that he calls Snowflake. Yeah. And, and then of course he had the um, what the what the, uh, the garter, you know. Yeah. Oh. What was up with that? <laughs> it's like, are you really like how old exactly are you supposed to be? I mean, yeah, you was like a young dude in 1979, but. How old exactly are you supposed to be that you wear nose, you know, 20 years later? Like, really? Like, okay. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably have to put him, you know, as, like, my favorite character just because, you know, outside of, outside of you know, the main cast, he added a lot to it. Even after, you know, Jimmy came to, you know, see him or whatnot, he was still funny. Mm-hmm. I agree. Even, even just, you know, his head. <laughs> Being around you was just funny. Like, oh, they coming to get you? <laughs> it was, yeah. He was priceless. You know, same for me. Like, I really loved uh, Jimmy Bones. He's my favorite. And then, honestly, like, I really loved Eddie Mack's character. I thought he was funny. Like, I mean, you, you obviously you're not rooting for him, and you know that he's a bad guy, obviously. But you just can't help but just like you know laugh at his outrageousness. You know, his hair. Um, And, you know, what's funny, too, is that, you know, Catherine Isabel, she's in it. And she plays, like, uh, Patrick, the one um, who's uh, Jeremiah's son. Well, that's his daughter, half, you know, stepdaughter. So that's pretty cool. And and I forgot that she was in this. Because she, you know, Catherine Isabel, I mean, this was around, because this is actually, what, a year after Ginger Snaps came Mm -hmm. out. So it was kind of, like, it was like, huh, what's she doing here? But... I mean, she is a modern-day scream queen, so, you know, we'll see her show up in this. And I I was a little surprised that they didn't have her be more involved in what was going on. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm kind of glad that she wasn't. Um, Because, you know, it wasn't the the focus of her, you know, no offense, obviously. It's just like... You know, as a black exploitation, it's just cool just to see um, other characters get their shine. And, um, you know, kind of like Cynthia or Bianca Lawson's character is kind of like the quote unquote somewhat final girl spoiler, you know. Yeah. Um, do you think that we should just spoil the ending? Because, I mean, this movie, it is 18 years old, but and I do <sighs> want people to watch it. Um, 
you know, I just yeah, I think well, you kind of yeah, we kind of have to really okay because like I have I have questions, <laughs> so yeah okay. All right, well, just this is just a spoiler alert. Um, if you do not want to hear spoilers of this movie that was released in 2001, 2001, you had 18 years, um, then, you know, stop listening and please go watch the movie. Um, but if you don't, yeah, whatever. Point is, okay, what's your question? <laughs> what's your question, Jay? Okay, so, okay, after everything happens, you know, with uh, Jimmy and Pearl, you know, where they're kind of reunited and everything. And then, you know, Patrick comes, well, um, Cynthia, she goes in and basically joins with her mother and father because Jimmy is her dad mm-hmm. and everything like that. And, you know, they're having like this family, you know, reunion of sorts. And then Patrick comes in, and he screws it all up. And Pearl, I guess she realized like, no, this isn't right, and she decides to, you know, burn herself, and then Jimmy starts looking like a freaking um, vampire or whatnot, yeah. uh, which I didn't understand that, but, like, okay. Um, so after, you know, the place, you know, starts to crumble and and everything, what exactly, okay, what the hell exactly happened with how, I'm assuming, Cynthia got possessed or something like that and how and when did that happen is is my question you know what (laughs) i was actually wondering that too you know i mean the only thing i can think of is that you know he found a way you know because he was kind of originally like a spirit that was like going all over the house so maybe it just went into her because he couldn't go into uh pearl because she's burnt and she died so you know he would have to go um to his daughter you know and so um that's a I thought you were gonna ask about, you know, whatever happened to Jeremiah. So did he die? Was he well, yeah, just yeah, a song? He, okay. Yeah, he died. I mean, yeah. I mean that was the whole point even... of that was like the whole point of Jimmy uh, you know, um putting um Eddie Mack and uh Lupovich, who we didn't even talk about him. Lupovich. <laughs> you know, after Eddie Mack, Lupovich might be my favorite character too. You because know he what? just he just did not care. He didn't care about anything. And it's just like I'm wondering, did they was he in a fat suit? Because Yeah. The, okay, I thought so because remember I don't know if you ever watched this, um if you're a fan of the howling. Um, but he was in one of the howlings. Hmm. And um it's it's actually like my favorite one. And um, basically, he plays this character named Michael who's married to this author. And, you know, they go to this, like, little cottage and stuff like that. But, yeah, point is, he was outrageous in that movie, and he's still outrageous in Bones. (laughs) No, because I I remember him from the TV show The Pretender. That's what I know him from. Um, Because he was like a – he could actually, you know, pretend to be anybody. Oh, cool. yeah, it, it was it was a pretty decent show. I think it ran from like ninety six to two thousand one or something mm. like that. But um, but yeah, he, I mean, Lupovich is just completely outrageous, especially you know him twenty years later. Just you know, he's a fat slob who always eating and everything, and it just he just did not care. But um, no, but as far as with the whole thing with Jeremiah, I think that was with like the sacrificing of the souls or whatnot. So yeah, Jeremiah was you know he he died and everything. Mm. So his son didn't really care. His son was just like, he was like, son, help me, help me. And then he was just there. And then he just started choking his son, but his son ran off. You know, like, how are you going to ask for help? And then you're choking him. Like, which is it? You want to kill him too, or you want to get help? You know? 
Clifton Powell is one of the, is an interesting actor. Um, because you know he he's gotten to the point where he only played like two different roles. He's either a gangster or he's a, a preacher <laughs> <laughs> at this point in his career. But it's always funny in movies when he when he get upset because his voice gets real high pitched. Mm. <laughs> you know the you know the scene when when uh, Patrick takes him to the place and he's like he's like no no. <laughs> and now he like, you're gonna turn, you're gonna, you know, and when his voice gets real high, and he he's just one of the type of he's a character for it now. You know what? I also had a question on the, the character Bill. Was he was that like Patrick's brother? Well, yeah. I mean, okay, okay all right. So Patrick. There were two brothers. Okay. Yeah, it was Patrick, Bill, and uh, Tia. Mm-hmm. I think that was Catherine Isabel's character name, Tia. They and like I say, the mom was white. So like yeah. I say, that, that, that's another thing. Like, here's this black guy who wants to wholeheartedly get out of the ghetto, mm-hmm. and he goes to the you know he ends up becoming legitimate, and he gets with a white woman, right? And everything. You know, like I say, there is like I say, Eric Dickerson did have some underlying commentary with, a, with quite a few things in this movie and right. that was kind of like one of them right and that's what i mean like i just i feel like this is a i just feel like this story just being honest this story is relatable yeah. you know so i just i feel like uh this is something that i feel like people would definitely you know need to see again you know just it, I feel like it just needs to be refreshed, especially you know with some of the the CGI stuff is like whoa. Not yeah, um, I mean I probably say like the the best effects would probably be when when Bones takes um, Eddie Mac and Lupovich and have their heads. Right. I mean I, I thought that was done very well mm-hmm. how they did that because I, it, you really think that he. You know, really got these dudes' heads and whatnot. Like I say, that, that's probably like the, that's probably where the majority of the CGI went towards that. Because mm-hmm. everything else, like you said, it is kind of cartoonish in a way, right? Um, well, even the what the demon souls that's coming through the walls that was kind of creepy too. I thought that that was really creepy, and that's what yeah. I mean. I'd I'd love to see something updated with that because it kind of reminded me of Wishmaster. There's a yeah, lot of stuff that happened in yeah. Wishmaster like that. And what's funny, I don't know if you remember the scene when Bill, um, he was in, in the room. You know what's crazy? Just, this is just off the record. Why was everybody laying in that bed? Like, that bed was old. <laughs> like, you know, lying under the, like, she was, remember Cynthia got underneath the sheets? Like, uh, are those sheets clean? Grabby, grabby bed, man. That's a dusty bed. But anyway, seriously, though, when Bill's character was, you know, lying in bed, and, and this he is was, music, yeah. yeah, and it's like, I felt like that scene had potential to be great. Obviously, it's just, you know, it's, that was made in 2001, it's 2019, you know, so I just feel like that the the heightened of the creepiness could be like on honestly 100 right now, you know, if they were to make it right now, like this year. So, yeah. but obviously, you know, seeing it now, it's just kind of like, ah, you know, you know, what's happening, you know, what's coming. It's not very like, ooh, like I wish that they would have been more practical because I don't know about you. I've always been more of a fan of, you know, like just like the practical type of effects, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm the same way. So, but that's just me. I know other people, they, they don't mind that that's fine, but I'm just thinking, okay, um, if, you know, they were to make it, you know, this year, 2020, um, it could be something great. 
And I know that we didn't even get a chance to talk about their other friend, Maurice, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Maurice confused me. But what's, what's interesting about him, even though he's like the goofy one, but he was the one who knew the most about Jimmy Bones. Right. So, I mean, he was goofy, but at the same time, he he was necessary to the point of where he knew the song about Jimmy Bones and kind of knew the history of Jimmy. So it's like, hmm. I mean, yeah, he's goofy, but he, he knew more than what he kind of portrayed himself as. Right. And, you know, I kind of, I did not really feel too bad for him when he went off with that girl. girl yeah, because you knew he was going to die. You, yeah, you, you saw it coming, you know, but... It was still pretty, I thought that that was pretty creepy because, you know, girl, the girl's just, you know, sitting, standing in the room and think everything's going to be great and surprise. Now, okay, so what's funny about this, um, now Eric Dickerson, he, uh, Eric, Ernest Dickerson, Eric Dickerson, football player, um, Ernest Dickerson, he, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he also directed uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that scene with Maurice and the girl going into the room was very similar in a way to uh, the scene from Demon Night when um, uh, Thomas Hayden Church and um, the prostitute girl in the hotel in uh, Demon Night, when they was in the room and he and she kills him. Or when I, it was very it was kind of similar to that. I don't know if you remember that scene from Demon Night or not. I do, but, I do. Yeah, it, it, it made me think about that. You know, they go into the room, they about to get it on, that thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And so. by a dog. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, just yeah, that transformation yeah, was, was pretty cool. Um, here's a weird question for you. Okay. You know? um, so say, obviously, Pearl... Um, his security type of guard, shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who did not carry a shotgun, by the way? He did it. He did it. So obviously, you expect that from Luka. You expect this from Lukovic. Um, that that's a corrupt cop, and um, the guy who wants to like sell the drugs, Eddie Mac, that we were talking about. You expect that from them, but not so much from Jeremiah or from Pearl or from Shotgun. So. Um, what do you feel? Because something that Jimmy or Bones that he asked, uh, shotgun, you know, cause you know, you know, what would you have done? Well, shotgun asked Jimmy that or Bones, what would you have done if you know well, you were in my position? If you supposed to be my bodyguard, cause that's mm-hmm. what shotgun was. He was supposed to be his bodyguard. You supposed right. to be my bodyguard. You supposed to be looking out for me. Mm-hmm. It is like Jimmy said, at least, you know, try because you know they're you know the part where you know they show the flashback of jimmy being killed and Mm -hmm. each one of them having to leave their mark as lupovic says when his shotgun's turn he sees the gun you know like on the side and lupovic says like don't even think about it right well okay don't think about the gun but you do have that damn knife in your hand Mm -hmm. you know stab his foot or something Mm -hmm. did something yeah you might have died but at least it showed that you was a hundred percent with Jimmy, right? Because that's what Jimmy says. So you know, you could at least you know die for me or something like that. Right. Die with me, you know, and at least that would show that you you was a hundred percent my corner. Because it almost it almost seemed like I mean Jeremiah he Jeremiah basically was a weasel 
you know, mm-hmm. you know, because he was just so hard. Come on, Jimmy, you know, you gotta you think about this and da da. You know, he just looking at the money aspect of he was blinded by by money, right? So, but shotgun is supposed to be. You know, like well, you, you supposed to be my protection. Like, what the hell? You, you ain't even protect me. I mean, yeah, okay. Eddie Mac gets to drop on him by putting the gun to the back of his head. Okay, that happens. But you're like, no, I'm not stabbing him. You want to kill me? Kill right, me? Then right. that, that means you got you got more than one body to get away. You know, have to get mm-hmm. rid of. So, and you know, yeah. I'm right there with you because like. The logical side, I know it's kind of like there's probably someone listening like, no, I want to live, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But here's the thing. Seeing Shotgun, you know, um, you know, when they flash forward from 1979 to 2001, he's just a nosy old man who's always staring out his window. He's a crazy Ralph. Right. So it's just... He turned into a crazy Ralph. So it's just kind of like... What are kids doing over there? Exactly. So it's just kind of like... You had someone who you supported, who supported you, and as you said, you know, you were his um, his his bodyguard, you know, so it's just kind of weird that you would even let that happen. Plus, it's just like, think about this. You're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. So to be honest with you, not even trying to be dramatic, I personally, I'd rather die. Yeah, so. Yeah, there's there's no way I could even live like that. And then even with Pearl, to be honest with you, I know that you know um, Bones or Jimmy, like he pushed him, pushed her in, or pushed himself into the knife. Honestly, I'm gonna have to just die with her because if that's like the love of her life, you know. um, And I know it's just like, oh, this is just a character. But seriously, I'm I'm thinking about it from a standpoint. It's just like you know, as a woman, and you know, say it was like the love of my life. There's no way I could even live on there's no way i can i can keep that secret either way either i'm gonna go to jail or i mean obviously they'd probably just rule in an accident either way she's gonna die you know it's just where she's gonna die she would rather if you're gonna die right then and there with him or say if she did try to go to the cops when you have a corrupt cop you know she's gonna die either way but instead she stayed there and she stayed in that neighborhood raising her daughter in that same type of environment and this was like obviously your dude and he did not want the neighborhood to be that way and she didn't even leave the neighborhood maybe she couldn't maybe she didn't have enough money you know who knows what happened to his money and stuff like that you know but maybe she didn't even get it you know but um it's just i don't know maybe i'm just being too too much of a realist and thinking about this kind of stuff but this is i remember even when i first watched it back when i was like 14 i was always just thinking that where it's just like man like these people who are like close to him they're still you know they'd rather just go on and, and live their life like this knowing what happened and she has to see that house she has to see his his that building every single mm-hmm. day you have his child so you have to see her every day and you kept you kept he like she cl- like kept this from the girl for years, you know. So, which is just kind of strange, you know. It it is, but um, I, I'll 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 go with the flip side to the whole thing. So, when you look at it, you you have Eddie Mag, Lupovich, Shotgun, Pearl, <clears throat> and Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have five people who were involved with this you know, murder, right? And when you look at all of them in 1979, look at how they look. And then when you jump forward 20 years, Eddie Mac don't seem to be the, you know, 
grandioso, you know, pimp that he saw himself in 1979. Because we just see him with Snowflake, you know, and these two idiots that supposedly work for him <laughs> or whatnot, right? That's that's his life. Lubavitch has let himself go literally because all he do is eat all the time and just don't care about nothing. Um, Jeremiah, he appears to be happy, but you can tell he 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 gets real like agitated and when it comes to that neighborhood because right. out of everybody he's the one who got what he wanted the most which was the money mm-hmm. so he is kind of in that medium where he doesn't look you know tore down and everything because even when we look at pearl she she looks stressed out yeah she, she doesn't look like someone that's happy with life right so and then shotgun like I say we, we joke and say he's the crazy rap but he really was he's like an old man who just he lives across the street from the freaking building right. like why why are you i don't why know you, you know <laughs> but it, it, you look at it like I say everybody for the most part that was involved with it they didn't get the life that they were wanting except for jeremiah he's the only one who got the the nice life mm-hmm. out of everybody because he used the money and everything to become like a legitimate businessman to some degree. And he got his wife and his kids and he was happy with that. That's mm-hmm. what he wanted. But he got it based off the blood of somebody else, of course. But, you know, that happens all the time. Yeah. So, so, but <clears throat> the other four, they, they basically, they, they didn't, they didn't get that happy life that they wanted. Granted, I mean, shotgun and, Pearl didn't want to have anything to do, per se, with, you know, killing Jimmy. Mm -hmm. But still, they were involved with it. They kept it, you know, kept that secret. And like I said, everybody just kind of let themselves go. And it it affected them all differently. Right. So, So, I mean, that you explained it very well. And, you know, it's still just kind of a mystery for me, you know, (laughs) Uh, with that. But, um. Did you have like a, a favorite scene? Uh, let's see, favorite scene. It'll probably be when when Snoop, like when he shows up, mm-hmm. you know, Bones comes back officially because the dog is like linked to him, and when the dog is eating the meat and everything, and that's when Jimmy, you know, his skeleton, you know, starts to kind of regenerate itself, mm-hmm. and he comes back and just. Just that, like, that shadowy figure as he comes through and just, like, wrecks havoc on the whole nightclub. And, you know, I, I was waiting for him to be like, you are all my children now. <laughs> you know, you know, go hold Freddy Krueger or something like that. But it does a cool thing. And, I, it, well, I, so that would probably be, like, my favorite scene. But I do have a question. When, when Jimmy was walking, did it seem like he was walking or he was floating? Honestly, it it seemed like he was floating. Like, yeah, because he's like he was like, is he really walking or he floating? Right. Like, like that was kind of interesting. Like, okay. Right. And you know, I was actually going to say like the same thing. Um, I really love that scene as well. You know, when we kind of get that introduction and we like fully see him and his hair is so like just blowing in the wind and looking fabulous. And, you know, even with the hat, seriously. And it's like, he, you see like the flames and stuff. And a part of it is kind of like, man, like I I know it sounds bad, but it's like, 
this movie is obviously it's dated but it's just like imagine an updated version on that but I personally still thought that he looked really cool you know and I felt like that was like the goal and something else I was going to bring up um I don't know if you ever thought about this because you kind of you know you mentioned Freddy Krueger I kind of felt like it kind of gave me a like a nightmare on Elm Street vibe just because um you know what I mean yeah, it, it it does. He, I mean, because especially with the whole, you know, the song that uh, Maurice was, he was saying like Jimmy Bones, you know, had something about a hat, and I, I wish I would have remembered it. All. But he had, you know, Jimmy Bones had a song just like a Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger had a, you know, one two Freddy's coming for you type thing. Right. So yeah, they could have, they they really could expand on them if they like. If somebody got their head and said, yeah, let's let's kind of update, you know, this whole bones and give it more of a mythology to it and everything. Right. So like it's like, you know, obviously, like when they the whole thing for, for Nightmare on Elm Street for me is kind of like, you know, he was murdered in the building and then um, pretty much, you know, with these kids, obviously they ignored all the warnings, blah, 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 right? And then now, you know, he's back, Bones is back, and he wants revenge on the people who did him wrong. Even though it's like, why you have to put maggots on people's pizza and like, you know, let it fall from from the ceiling and stuff like that. Those kids didn't do anything to you. They just so happened to be in your house, you know? So with that as an example, but I don't know, it kind of just, just kind of stood out that, you know, stood out for me in that way. Um, and I don't know, like, just, just again, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just one of those movies I love rewatching, you know, just because I really liked it a lot, and I thought it was fun, and I know that the acting isn't that great, you know, but at the same time, I do feel like this is, it's meant to be fun, and like, again, going back to what you said, um, you know, not being able to take it serious. No, I mean, it... I mean, there are also too, and they even kind of make reference to it, but they also have a little bit of House on Haunted Hill. Mm, nice, yeah. Because, you know, they even make that reference in the movie. Like, you know, if you stay in the house, you get, you know, your money at the end of the you know night and everything. And there, there's, I think there's more that they could do with this. I agree. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I think that's just about you know, our time. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for coming on and being on the show. But um, just before we end, do you have any final, like, parting thoughts on Bones? Uh, I'll just say this. Um, for anyone who might have seen Snoop Dogg in, like, other movies, you know, and things of that nature, I would probably say this is the movie that shows that we're given the right type of material that he can, you know, act because we we don't get a lot. Even though he's the title character, he gets top billing. But you don't see a lot of him in the movie. You you see him in the movie when it's necessary, and what he's given to do is actually really good. So, I mean, aside of everybody else that's in the movie who probably gets a little bit more screen time, I think Snoop. Get you know he they, he gets in he gets out with his stuff he he doesn't they don't have like him lingering on screen too much and I like I say I think this is probably like his best acted movie 
really. Right. So, you know, anything like, so it don't, I, for anyone who's listening to, don't, you know, a lot of times, especially like, you know, rappers, especially like late 90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. that were just showing up in everything, give this movie a chance, even though it has Snoop Dogg in it, because, right. like I say, he, he does a really good job in the role that give him. So, that, that's that's basically how I would probably leave it. Like, give it a chance, you know, be, even with Snoop Dogg in it. Nice. Yeah, I, I couldn't have uh, said it perfectly. Like, that's, honestly, that's that's great, you know. Um, again, you know, visually, I think that uh, this movie needs to be, you know, obviously updated. But kind of even what Jay just already stated. Give the movie a chance. You know, it's fun. You know, especially if you're looking for, for that type of uh, just relief in your life. Um, this is definitely the movie for you. Um, and, yeah, you know, that that's about it. I don't pretty much, I don't want to, re- like, repeat myself and go into more detail with that. Because I felt like I've been already saying the same stuff. And I know you're sick of it, Jay. <laughs> no, <I see. laughs> of course not. And what's funny about it, I think this might be our most reserved episode that we ever said together. <laughs> <laughs> because you know we we have a tendency to kind of just go off on tangents yeah, and <laughs> and I would always do a voice which I didn't I didn't do yeah, so much this time yeah yeah I love when you do voices <laughs> but no but seriously though this movie I, I'm I'm probably just gonna I'm gonna have to repeat myself because I have to say it this movie really isn't that bad. Like there's so many times, like I I don't I know that you understand this, Jay. There's so many times when you know you hear something from someone else and they go on and on about how this movie or a certain movie was is terrible. So you kind of feel like ah I'm not in a rush to check it out. I might not check it out, but then when you do check it out, it's just like obviously this movie is not the best movie. I'm not saying that, but at the same time, you know it's it's one of those horror movies. I feel that gives you what you need. You want gore, you want blood, you have that, you know. There, there's like the tone is pretty much set in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And as things start to unfold as the viewer, it's just so enjoyable, you know. And to be honest with you, it's just like I've even heard from some people because I, I actually showed this to my husband. And he said that, oh, this is not what I expected. Like, he enjoyed it. He was expecting it to be something super-duper cheesy. Don't get me wrong, this movie does have cheesy parts, but he was expecting it to be, like, I mean, Troll 2 material. You know what I mean? So, which which is not, because, and it's all because, you know, like you said, Snoop Dogg is in it. But just because he's in it does not mean that it's not an awesome movie. Like you said, they gave him a great role. They gave him the material. And I do feel like he's, he was headed in like the right direction with this. It's like, I truly, truly believe that this movie, it could have like, just honestly, this could have been, I personally feel like it could have been like a franchise. I do. Okay. Do you think, would you say that this could have been on the same level as a Candyman franchise? To be be honest with you, I feel like it could have been better than Candyman. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. And I may get like people, you know, who knows, wanting to punch me in my eye for this. Truth be told, I really love Candyman. I love the first Candyman. But after the first one, that's pretty much where it stops. I'm not a fan of the second one or the third one. You know, because it just seemed like it just got repetitive. 
Yeah. You know, every single time I turn around, or I, I won't go into that detail. I'll tell you afterwards. But it was just like <laughs> one of those. I'm pretty sure that you do. But with this one, this is modern. This is fresh. But they still have that gothic 70s black exploitation appeal. This is what yeah. we need. And it's crazy yeah. because, you know, obviously 18 years later, this movie can still be great. And this is yeah. what we need, you know? So it's just kind of like, Hopefully, you know, if someone's listening, we need to do a sequel or a remake, and I am available to direct it. Jay is available to, <laughs> he is available to act in it. Just let us yeah, know. And, and, I, I, and I, I'll just have to say this. I, I, I do not want to be <laughs> like the two goofy guys that's in this movie. Okay. I, I, I refuse to play a character. <laughs> You have a choice. You could be Lukovich <laughs> or you could be Shotgun. Uh, I, well, I'll play Shotgun. No, no, <laughs> you're not. Yeah, I don't yeah, No, yeah. you're not old enough to be the old nosy next-door neighbor Ralph man. Well, put it like this. If if I uh, if I let my beard grow in cuz it's all white at this point. <laughs> um if I, if I let it grow in and, you know, put some color, I can I can pull that off. All right, well you you have to do the voice. Let's practice now. Hey, you kids, what y'all doing over there? Yeah. In that house. Yeah. All right, see, you're perfect. You're perfect. So, you know. But no, seriously, though, I do feel like it's it's a great time for yeah. it to come back. Because, you know, especially with, you know, um, black horror movies, this is a perfect one. You know, why I, people dismiss it is beyond me. It, it has that stigma of, you know, Snoop Dogg has a rapper that's the star and, you know, so people don't want to give it a chance, especially <laughs> at that time. I mean, look, look how much hate uh, Halloween Resurrection gets and right. it, it rightfully so it gets some hate. But I think even that movie, in, in a way, that movie is a little bit actually ahead of its time as well, because with the whole Internet thing and, you know, these um, haunted house type situations. Hell, we have all these, you know, reality shows now that's dealing with, you know, ghost hunters and things like that. That's basically what that was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, that movie was somewhat of a heaviest time, but it has that stigma as well because Buster Rhymes is the main character and they do kill off Laurie Strode in that one. But, right. um, but more so Buster Rhymes, you know, because, oh, here's this rapper, Mr. Man Star, and all oh, this, of course this movie sucks. But, I mean, I would actually say that Halloween Resurrection is better than Halloween Five, mm. to be honest. Okay, that's, that's a, plus it's a guilty pleasure for me because you know who else didn't bust the rats could <laughs> tell off Michael Myers, <laughs> so you know it went that and then beat him up with kung fu. Right. So. See, and you know, randomly, I just kind of thought about this. Do you remember the line when Snoop Dogg was, you know, or Bones? He was. It was like he was trying to be very serious, and it was supposed to be serious, you know. And it was something like the gangster of love don't need no fried chicken. And it's just like, what? What what <laughs> I mean, does a, that mean? That's a that's a that's a black exploitation line, I guess. Oh, I, I, okay. All right. Well, I, I'm gonna just start saying that too. So just just so people know. Don't eat no fried chicken. <laughs> I, well, mean, I mean there's a line, I mean, because we were talking about before we did this episode, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there's a line in the movie where Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are talking about um, smoking an acid cigarette. Oh, my God. And 
And and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he says, "No, nah, no, nah, I don't want none of that." He said, "My beard don't need nobody." So, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's like something that, that I, you know, I'm kind of saying now. Oh, now my beard don't need nobody. So. Okay. It's, it's one of it's one of those lines, I guess. But you know what? <laughs> the I'll, love to eat no fried chicken. I'll take it. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, um, where can folks find you online, Jay? Uh, and you can you what? can find me. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, no, uh, you can find me on Twitter at jmovietalk. Um, that's pretty much where I do the most of my tweeting and and you know and everything. So if you want to interact with me there, also I'm on Instagram at jmt podcast. Um, you can find all of my episodes if you choose to check me out or whatnot. Uh, I'm part of the TV Zone Podcast Network, um, which is on Podbean. That's our host site, but it's also on Apple Podcast now since iTunes is no longer with us. Um, and everything. So you can find it there as well as Stitcher and pretty much wherever else you listen to podcasting at. Um, just type in TV Zone Podcast Network and all the information will come up for Movie Talk and also the other um shows that we do on the network as well so okay. that's how you can find me and also too if you want you can email me at jmovietalk at gmail.com or whatnot if a movie or something you want me to discuss on the podcast so yeah. i'm gonna email you oh <laughs> <laughs> okay and email. uh and what can we keep an eye out from you in the future any upcoming shows well, uh, right now for August, I'm in the middle of my Rugger Howell Appreciation Month um, because uh, for anyone, anyone who don't know, Rugger Howell, he actually passed away here in um, uh, July uh, when I was in the middle of another series. So mm-hmm. I changed up what I was going to do for August and I decided to you know, dedicate it to him because he he's like one of the greatest character actors that probably has ever been around really and i've already done the two episodes where i did uh 1986 the hitcher um and then recently i did blind fury which is the newest episode and then i'll be wrapping up august as i do um hobo with a shotgun so that's what i'm wrapping that up with so those are like the newest episodes that you can check out where i talk about rugger howe and some of his films nice okay Jay, thank you so much again for coming on. It's always a pleasure, um, you know, talking with you and joking around. I love the voices. So <laughs> my pleasure. You know, I, you know, anytime you ask me to do an episode, you know, I will always jump to. So see, you're the best. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, lovely Zena, realqueenofhorror.com. I'm on Dread Central. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. What you really mean to me And all I ever want to be Is right here with my hoo Gangsta of love don't eat no fried chicken